Hello, you're listening to a Zen Studies Society podcast. To learn more about our community of Zen Buddhist practitioners, please visit zenstudies.org. The Ten Oxfording Pictures, number nine. Returning to the origin, back to the source. The preface. From the very beginning, pure and immaculate, not a speck of dust. Watching things come and go, you rest in the serenity of non-doing. There is no identification, no clinging to any of it. Waters are blue. Mountains are green. You just sit and observe them arise and pass away. The verse. You returned to the origin, went back to the source. What a waste of effort. Far better to be blind and deaf. Sitting in your hut, taking no notice of what's outside. The streams just flow on. The flowers just bloom red. Good morning, everyone here from all over New York State and New York City, Michigan and Florida and North Carolina and Germany and Indiana and Massachusetts and Texas and maybe a few places I missed, but anyway, here we all are together once again. And I'd like to dedicate this Teisho to a dear Dharma friend, Austin Mac Francis. He was a writer renowned for his books on fly fishing, a designer who spent time in Japan researching traditional crafts, and an all-round brilliant human being of great kindness. He and his wife had a beautiful house in the Beaverkill area. Edo Roshi once took me there back in maybe 1975. It was 
on a hill looking out over the famous trout streams. And it burned a couple of years ago. But he had almost completed building a new, smaller cabin. On December 15th, he died after a battle with COVID. His last email to me was, each day I take inventory of my mind, body, simple things like milk and bread, and what I am trying to do is to be productive in my work and support my family and friends. Last night, the full moon appeared like a phantasm, disappeared among the snow clouds. Tuesday will be the winter solstice and Mandala Day, which we are celebrating together today. As most of you know, in esoteric Buddhism, a mandala is a visual manifestation of the sacred architecture of the cosmos, usually with a central Buddha figure or pair, surrounded by bodhisattvas, protecting deities, practitioners, and various beings in the six realms. In Zen, the mandala's depiction is the most radically esoteric, an enso. Some of us are wearing ensos. Just one circular stroke of a brush conveying form and emptiness in constant transformation, dynamic, interdependent, an energy field, an energetic matrix, if you will, from which all phenomena arise and into which they disappear. We too, because we've taken form, ready or not, we will at some point disappear.
So I've been reflecting on Rohatsu Seshin. And since it's the most holy of seasons for Christians, allow me to sing to you. On the fifth day of Rohatsu, my true love gave to me one sacred and soul, and not one single thing. In my Taisho that day, we contemplated the eighth of the 10 Oxfording pictures by Kakuan Shion Zenji. So I thought maybe we might want to review and see. Here is this circle by Shubun, who faithfully copies Kakuan's depiction, which has been lost. And here is one by Tomikichiro Tokuriki. And this is from Yogen Senzaki's version of the 10 Oxfording pictures just to remind ourselves about this simple circle. Everything has disappeared. Where's the ox? Forgotten. Where's the self? Forgotten. And Dogen's famous saying reminds us in the midst of this forgetting, we study the way or search for the ox. And to do that, we need to see what's in the way of realizing the way. What do you think is in the way? Yes, the self. So we have to ask, who do we think we are? When we thoroughly examine the self, what then? What do we find? Seems to evaporate. What self? Forgotten. Then what? Dogen goes on to say, to forget the self is to be enlightened by everything, just as it is. We could experience this in our 
deep sitting at Rohatsu Seshin. Whether we were there in person or online, it was an experience unlike any other. The gratitude for being able to immerse ourselves fully, to meet Hakuin Zenji each night, to be embraced by the end soul of this radical practice as one vibrant whole at a time when once again COVID was on the rise. This was such a gift. we could know for ourselves the mandala of dynamic emptiness, the simultaneity of shinyata and thusness. This was really brought home to me when I had to go to the emergency room the evening of day six, due to a rather alarming spike in blood pressure. I was driven by Hokuto, who stayed with me until we were released into the dark, empty roads at 3 a.m. There was no break in our Rohatsu experience. The form changed from a silent, dimly lit zendo to a bright hospital crammed soulful that there were patients sleeping in the lobby. Yes, COVID had hit. And the various beeps of machines needing attention. And the doctors and nurses and all the staff, compassionate angels overworked and yet just tending to what was in front of them, just doing their ordinary work. And we found out later when we returned to DBZ that right after we left, the power at the monastery went out so the Zoom doksan I had planned to offer to some of you couldn't have occurred anyway. That experience was the eighth Oxfording picture flowing naturally into the ninth.
instead of being disturbed by circumstances, we can see them with our original mind, our fundamental oneness. We can look into them as they arise with what Pema Chodron calls compassionate inquiry. So I had planned to speak about the ninth Oxfording picture on day seven, but instead I responded to my body saying, go to sleep. Something that in itself felt quite radical. And it's become its own koan as I look at the next part of my life, however long that may be. During these 11 days since Rohatsu, <clears throat> several of you have told me in Doksan that things have come rushing back with a vengeance. You've felt consternation about once again being held hostage by it all. And you know, we're so open after an experience of sitting like this. And it's possible to feel assaulted by what's coming our way. And yet we can remind ourselves that we have a secret tool. And it's expressed quite well in the ninth Oxfording picture and the verses. You know, no one has to tell you that everything arises and passes away. So when things appear to have an unchanging solidity, you know it's your outmoded way of seeing that makes them so. You know. Once again, you've latched on. But having experienced the clear, vast, spacious mind, you can question those ingrained beliefs, such as that person is wrong. 
That person doesn't understand. That person is hurting my feelings. Those people are ruining our country, etc. So before you react, and sometimes it's right in the middle of reacting that we can ask ourselves, what is really going on? Is my view of this so-called reality shaped by the distortions of my own conditioning, my patterns of perception that have accumulated lifetime after lifetime? Is it, in fact, all about me? And what about that bifurcation? Me and the other person? When you ask this, you can sense that old familiar song of separate self-like about to be belted out. Wait a minute, you know better. No need to believe in those lyrics. Instead, and here's the secret tool. Just ask. Really? Really? To yourself, of course. As for what you say, to those so-called others, maybe Hawkins is that so is best. How you say it is very important. Not, is that so? But really, is that so with respect? changes things. So this ninth picture, returning to the origin, back to the source. All phenomena are here to greet us and we greet them with no gap. Our original mind meets the original mind of everything. As we chant, form is exactly shunyata.
Shunyata exactly form. So here is Tomiki Chiro Tokuriki's woodblock drawing reproduced in Yogen Senzaki's compilation of this. Returning to the origin, back to the source. And here is Gyokusei Jikihara's. Let's see if I can hold this correctly. Yes. It's quite full, isn't it? Compared to circle eight, all phenomena are here. And yet, I'm sure you noticed there was no ox. There was no self. Instead of an empty circle depicting this forgetting ox, forgetting self, we have all of being. But here in these ninth Oxfording pictures, it's quite different from the depictions of the 10,000 things in the first seven pictures. We have come from picture eight, but we can't stay in that emptiness. There is no staying anywhere. So the ninth picture is like what the third ancestor, Sosan Zenji, says. When the deep mystery of one suchness is fathomed, all of a sudden we forget external entanglements. When the 10,000 things are viewed in their oneness, we return to the origin and remain where we ever have been. We return and we discover that our original mind, you might say our true self or the ox, has been right here all the time. Jion Osho says in his preface, which you heard a little while ago, originally immaculate, without a speck of dust. You may remember the sixth ancestor's poem proclaimed, originally there is not one thing. Where then is there a place for dust to collect? The second line of the preface is, Watching things come and go, you rest in the serenity of non-doing. 
all the 10,000 things, all phenomena are constantly shifting, changing. Let them come. Let them go. Residing in the serenity of vast emptiness, fundamentally there is nothing to do. And yet, the 10,000 things are not scenery. Clinging to nothing, we can see everything in its vastness. And we bring our awakened mind, our loving heart to every phenomenon. The Buddha said, everywhere in these three worlds is my home and all of its beings are my children. The Israeli poet and artist Rivka Miriam puts it this way. In the beginning, God created the heavens that actually are not, and the earth that wants to touch them. In the beginning, God created threads stretching between them, between the heavens that actually are not, and the earth that cries out for help. And God created humans, for each person is a prayer and a thread touching what is not with a tender and delicate touch. So the third and fourth lines of the preface are, waters are blue, mountains are green, You just sit and observe them arise and pass away. You are one with the source of everything, a prayer, a thread touching the world just as it is in all its poignant, transitory beauty, touching what is not with a tender and delicate touch. I'm sure all of you know the oft-quoted verse by Tang Dynasty Zen Master 
Seigen Ishin. When I first began practicing, mountains were mountains, rivers were rivers. With some insight, plunging into experiencing shinyata, the eighth ox herding picture, forgetting the ox, forgetting the self. Mountains were not mountains. Rivers were not rivers. Now, at last, I see that mountains are mountains. Rivers are rivers. So in his verse to the ninth Oxfording picture, Kakawan tells us, you returned to the origin, went back to the source. What a waste of effort. Far better to be blind and deaf. When were you ever apart from the source? No need to make that journey again. As Rinzai put it, Buji, there's nothing to do. From the beginning, you've never been elsewhere. There's nowhere to go. Nothing to seek. To me, the 23rd case of the Mumonkan gateless barrier is as potent as the 23rd Psalm. And since many of you, if not all of you, have been raised in the Judeo-Christian tradition, I'm sure you can say this psalm very well, right? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. In the koan, case 23, the sixth ancestor challenges the monk Myo, who has been in hot pursuit of the robe and the bowl. And he says, think neither good nor evil. At this very moment, what is your original self. K-1-3-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-
Can you do this? Can you think? Neither good nor evil. Right now. So, of course, we have to give up clinging to dualistic notions of which we are very fond. See clearly into your original self and you will encounter all beings in their original selves. Have faith in this. Trust in this. Remember Dogen said, faith is practice. Practice is enlightenment. Your original mind is always right here. Or another way to put it, just let go and let God. Let that original self come forth. How to see your original self clearly. How to hear clearly. Kakuan says, be blind and deaf. The Heart Sutra tells us Avalokiteshvara, the Bodhisattva of compassion, doing deep prajna paramita, clearly saw that the five skandhas are shunyata. No seeing. No hearing, no discriminating mind set up to work, no preferential mind liking this view, avoiding that sound. And the last two lines of Kakoan's verse are, sitting in your hut, taking no notice of what's outside. The streams just flow on. The flowers just bloom red. So here we are, sitting in our huts. Just sit. Rest in the pure, empty mirror mind where there are no distortions. There's nothing in the way. The streams just flow on without our intervention. The flowers just bloom red somewhere without you. The snowflakes just fall without me. The days grow shorter 
darkness descends and we just sit. Everything is dynamic, radiant. This very place is the lotus land of purity, Hakuin sang. This very body is the body of the Buddha. This has been a Zen Study Society podcast. If you found it to be of interest, please consider making a donation by visiting zenstudies.org slash donate. Thank you for listening.